<gasps> Could you imagine the shit we'd talk about? Oh, what a time. Four girls, one mic. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> now, no need to live out your sexual fantasies on the podcast, Steph. What would we even do with one mic? There is two. Yeah, but no. there's. <laughs> I hope face was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. Hey, but it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past? <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, I've got the breakfast in 12 or then there's no. But sometimes I put like an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh it was. Oh my god. So back to it's a power thing. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Do you want to repeat what you just said? Why do you want to? Wait, what? I'm so confused. I don't you know. You said, why do I want to win all the time? Okay, so we're jumping what? into this now. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everyone. Hello. Uh, from we're last back. week, we had an hour break in the middle from last week's episode to this week's episode. We're still here with Chelsea. Hello. She's going to talk about how she likes to play the power game. Because we were mid-conversation. I love the power game. The power game in regards to what? Give us give us the dates. I, was, I think I was about to say, why do I want to win all the time but still be like a pathetic small little girl to the male gaze? power game. But I want to win. I want to defeat men. I'm not anti-men. I'm just pro-women. You're just like happy to send feminism back 50 years if it suits you. Because I am that person. Wait, no. Hold up. Wait, person. what? I'm the destroyer of souls and the crusher of men. But I will ask a man to move something heavy for me if I don't feel like doing it. Oh, no, honey. See, I will literally snap my spine in two before <laughs> asking for help. In saying that, though, I'm pretty, like, stubbornly independent. Example A, falling into the garden with my <laughs> mattress on Tuesday evening. But then asking for help carrying it up the stairs. But that's all right because she asked help from fellow vaginas. I didn't Absolutely. Think, I don't think she even asked for the help. I think it was more like, a okay, we're going to get your bed upstairs now. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. And you were just like, okay, sure. And it, it hurt to say it, didn't it? Thank a little, you. A little bit. No, I, no I, I can say thank you. Um, I can't ask for help mm. from anyone even my parents I, mean, I'm, I can't I'm the worst at asking for my parents I hate asking for help I my car has not been serviced in um a very long time because I don't want to ask anyone to I mean pick me up from the mechanic or anything if you, take it, you can get higher cars and you can be independent and that is true you know what I mean like a lot of people? a lot of them will just have complimentary cars yeah for the day you don't yeah. even now need live help. near places that's it. I'll probably just end up walking for like three hours just to go. Uh, it, this is irrelevant. You're a okay. Creature. I am. I don't like to get help from anyone. Okay, <laughs> I'm no, very let independent. Me, let me shift the mindset. Yes. We're not getting help, we're using. Yeah. And okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mm-hmm. have started to use people a little bit more. But it's all right because it, it, it comes and goes in waves, right? Absolutely. Especially. And they would use you. So why, why would you not use them? That's true. I'm trying to think of an example that I've used someone. It doesn't have to be a bad way. Like, for example, I used Emily to go to a house inspection for me the other day. But that's because she knows that I do the same for her. I would never yeah, right? do that. I would never do that. I'm sorry. I that's, was very I, desperate. Nothing against you guys. Nothing against anyone who asks for help. I think it's stupid that I can't ask for help. <laughs> I, it's actually stupid the shit that I do to myself to avoid asking for help. Um, that's great, but I just never would do that. <laughs> I'm just she was a last resort. I was I'm like, getting I some fun. Get down there I'm get getting back. some funny looks right now. Yeah, I'm trying to think because like we've lived in the same house now for a week, so I'm trying to think of if you've asked me for help at all. But you have. You've never asked me for anything. I've just done things, and then you've thanked me. Sure. I don't think you've ever asked yes. me for anything. No. And I never will. It I might, okay, you okay. I'm really, you. I'm really excited for you to like point out the next time I ask for, ask for even something. Because in the morning you won't ask me to make you a coffee. You I won't. Wait for me to offer. I get so awkward. I get flustered. The anxiety hits, and then I panic <laughs> and don't. Like you know, I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't ask me. You just sit there, and I'll be like, "Do you want a coffee?" And you'll be like, "Yes, please, straight away." Yes, please. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm so pathetic. Okay, so this all st- <laughs> I challenge you tomorrow morning to ask you ask me to make your coffee. Maybe that should be like my challenge for That's the next challenge. day, week, month. I need to ask for help you a need little to bit ask more. Ask me to do one thing for you every day. Also, in the last podcast, um, how I brought up, I've never asked someone to help spot me in the gym, and I probably never will. You probably <laughs> need to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this conversation all stemmed from the fact that um, I have a little story. I was telling, I started to tell, I told Emily the other day this story, but I was starting to, starting to tell Steph. Um, basically, I swiped right on this guy um from tinder and we have been talking for the last no we were talking for a couple of months and um for some reason he just didn't give me the affection that I wanted and I knew that I was perfect for him he was a photographer I'm a photographer really beachy guy you're also a good subject I, for a photographer to f- photograph like well yeah I think just the fact that we, we could have these in-depth conversations about photography in general and um he I was just perfect for him I just knew this and I wanted (laughs) I wanted him to know that he's not perfect for me but I was perfect for him and I needed him to know that and he would never give me that satisfaction um which is okay I don't want to sound like that person but oh no sound like that person for the most part it's really not hard in my experience to get a guy to like you if I want him to like me I can charm the pants off anyone mm-hmm. I don't know I, I, I can smile and wave whatever um so I was talking to this guy and yeah he wouldn't give me the satisfaction mm-hmm. and he sent me a video one day saying of a, a woman driving a ute and he went on this full rant about how it's not okay for girls to be like butch and masculine and I fucking hate these girls that drive these utes and think they're top shit and basically saying that it's not okay to drive a ute if you're a girl or like be a tradie if you're a girl or Just anything like that. that you wear pants as well? Yeah, I pretty much... to politely shut the fuck up? Yeah. Yes. So after this, I sent back a whole paragraph and this was when everything was going down with parliament and everything so you know sensitive time to be throwing these kind of comments around right yes so I sent back a bit of a paragraph basically saying that you need to reevaluate how you perceive women it's not okay for you to make comments like that and she does not need to be attractive for you you don't have to be attracted to her she's just living her life but you can't throw around these comments because it's derogatory and misogynistic and fucked up right mm. and he just straight up blocked me and that's fine right um but when we were talking I Wait, always so he didn't even reply no he just blocked me wow okay yeah so this whole time that we've been talking he never wanted to go out with me or he never asked me on a date or anything because I lived a little bit further away from him and not in his like in his little bubble right just a little Mind bit out you, of the way not further away from him specifically like no he still lived fairly close to you he just yes he was about 20 25 minutes away he belonged but he never he never came up north that was his excuse yeah Mm. um and I mentioned the suburb that I wanted to move to a couple months ago that we have now moved to Mm. and his reply to that was oh I run that place I'm I'm the king of the castle of that suburb. Mind you, bear in mind, this is, what, 20 minutes minimum from where he lives? Yeah, literally. He doesn't even live. I'm like, you cannot be saying you're the king of the fucking castle of a place that you don't even live in. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, okay, that's just the most embarrassing thing I've heard any guy say ever. Like, you run the town. No, you live half an hour away from the town and you just visit frequently. Also, it's not like – it's not like this is a place where, like – like, this is quite a popular suburb on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Like, there is people living in this suburb that are running multi-million dollar companies. You ain't shit. You ain't even close Literally. to the running this town. Oh, boy. my God. Like, you're not even close. Like, so – we're not upset that he blocked, right? No. Because okay. no, yeah. But the but plot so much worse. The plot okay. thickens. The plot so as we were moving to the suburb, it did cross my mind. Um, he's blocked me, so he can't see that I now live in this place that he's so called 
runs. Um, and I just wanted to rub it in. I just wanted that power trip of like, I'm living in the place that you want to be. And I know you want to be here so bad. Um, but obviously he's blocked me, so he can't see that. And I thought, I wonder if I'll run into him. It's a small town. He's here all the time. I'm probably going to run into him at some point. Um, cut to my first run in the new house. I'm on the beach and who walks past Ooh. this motherfucker? Ooh. I didn't say anything. Yeah. He was with his friends, but I was like, what are the chances of this? This is yeah. wild. Um, and then I went back on Tinder for the first time in forever. And scope out the new literally, yeah, you know, just like to see what's out there. Um, and he came up. I swiped right on him just to be like, well, I want to see if he has on me, like whatever. He had, we matched. And yeah, I, like he, like what the fuck? I don't, I don't understand people like him. And I'm still like trying to didn't he get just send the power. message that said something like, I recognize you from somewhere or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I sent back, oh, thanks for blocking me, babe. Um, Should have just like screenshot <coughs> the block conversation. And just yeah. like, You can't send photos on <laughs> Tinder, otherwise that is a brilliant. Oh my gosh. And then he was like, yeah, sorry, just couldn't handle your lefty shit. You mean you just couldn't handle my like decent human shit? You way of a conventional society? What? Right? Oh my God. <laughs> He's yeah. not even attractive. I just want to win. I just want to win. She's just like sitting here just like, <gasps> I don't even want to date him. I just want him to like me. I would me. never date him. You're God, like, he's a fuckwit. But you, what, you want him to like you so you can turn around and be like, no. I want him to like me so bad. Accidentally and like hit him with your ute. <laughs> I don't have a ute, but maybe I should find one. We have one at the moment because our yes. housemate's driving a ute. At the oh my moment. god! And the place that he lives in too—I've lived there, by the way. Um, and it is a bit of a shithole. Like, there's—I'm oh, the king of the castle. It's no, you're like, fucking not. Yeah, it's like <laughs> there's nothing wrong with living in a place, but to absolutely not your own horn about like. Oh my god! I'm the king of another place that I don't even live. Also, like. He claims he's like one of the most popular surf photographers yes. on the Gold Coast and yes. stuff. And look, put it this way, I've made my way through a few of them and I've never heard of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's good to know mate. you need to talk about other men while you're in the middle of making your way through some of them, but in fairness. No, but like, you know, these you know, things happen. If like, he was that top shit and if he really did run this town uh, – Maybe he'd have more than a couple hundred followers on Instagram. Yeah, we'd, so. we'd know him and maybe he would be living here, not in another place. Just saying. Anyways. Anyway, well, that sounds like fun. We, did we meet him on Tinder the first time? Yeah. 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 We rematched him. I, I really, I don't know. Well, not anymore. I need I some closure. Very, I think I I get that. So I'm, I'm a little stickler for revenge. So I live my life out of spite. Mm-hmm. So... Up until recently, I'd never been dumped before. Yikes. Which is why we went back the second time. Yep. So that I could be like, I'm going to have to walk away from this. Granted, he kind of started it and I wouldn't have had he not started it, but. What? You wouldn't have gone back the second time if he didn't start it or you wouldn't have. No, I wouldn't have ended it the second time unless he ended it. But I've like finished the ending of it. And now I feel better about it because I'm like it kind of reverses the original dump. You got a, the upper hand. Yeah. You, yeah. You had made the final move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Checkmate, and bitch. Exactly. So living life out of spite isn't bad. So I understand where you're coming from. I love it. Mm. If someone tells me to go left, I'll be damned if I don't go right. <laughs> <laughs> with your lefty shit. With my fucking lefty right shit. With my lefty Ooh, shit. that's a compliment. I'll take it. <laughs> I said to Matt yesterday that we're like ever since like the last six months we were talking about how we had this conversation earlier like how in the last six months like everything sort of changed mm-hmm. a lot of the things I was saying six months ago have kind of come into fruition now which is really mm-hmm. nice um and I was like I feel like we're independently codependent like we're yeah. super independent separately like to the point where you the other day were like what do you mean he's only st- staying once a week but I okay in the last couple of days I have been watching your relationship you know not in a creepy way just like really because it sounded pretty creepy um (laughs) (laughs) she's she's seen us a lot so you know you know that person who was watching at the window the other night yeah that was me sorry about it just saying if you recorded at the same time you could make some money yeah because they're both really hot so (laughs) 
Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I've just been like, yeah, watching your relationship. And I have to say, it's a very unique relationship. I don't think I've ever seen something like yours before. Like how easy it is and how... Or just like the dynamic. Yeah. And like, I guess it helps that you live fairly close together. But even still, I just... It's really nice. I like it. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I guess like, yeah, because we do like, that's what I mean by like independently codependent. Like we'll, we'll see each other like three or four times a day, some days, like when obviously when we're not That's what I mean. You're like in and out, in and out. Yeah. You're doing your own thing. He's going to go do something and then you meet back up and then you go for a walk. And like, I really like that. That's so cool. Yeah. But it's kind of like an amalgamation of the two, like how you say Mm. that you're you couldn't ask for help. It's kind of like, yeah, an amalgamation where like there's still certain areas in my life where I'm like, you need to get out of my face right now and I need to do this by myself. Um, and it's really cool that he respects that. Absolutely. And, and, and then you meet up later for dinner or whatever. I yeah. think that's so cool. Yeah, like so he cool. was going to stay last night. He got home and then he was like, I just need to be here. Like I just need – and that was fine. And then he turned around to me. I was like, he's like, damn it, I wish I stayed. And I was like, well, you did this to yourself. Like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So it's just, yeah. It's really nice to see an amalgamation of both and I would wish that both of you could find a guy that would be happy with being like independent as well as being in a relationship. Yeah. See, but I'd want that for the future, but right now I need to be an independent woman. No, well, like that's what I'm saying. Like mm. eventually I would like for both of you to be able to find that because it's it's takes so much pressure off like yep. knowing that I can turn around to him at any point of the day and be like I can't do this with you right now like as in like I've got another thing that I need to do on my own not I can't do this with you as in the relationship but like yeah I've got something that I need to do on my own and he'd be fine mm-hmm. but vice versa I can also be like hey can you help me with this thing or I'm coming past. Do you want me to bring you a coffee? And like, there's no negative. Rea- there's no like, you're always around me, blah blah blah, kind of reaction. So it's nice. I'm really scared to be in a relationship because I fall into that dependency mindset again. Yeah. Everything that comes along, someone cuts me off in traffic. I have a cry about it and have to tell them. And I don't like that. I have to rely on another person to filter through these emotions of through my day and yeah. even. Um, when I've been dating in the last like year or so of being single, every time I felt that again, I'm like, well, I'm not ready for a relationship. I'm not yeah. ready to keep going with this because I can't go back there. I've been so dependent for so long, even though I am independent in a relationship, it gets this really weird dynamic. And so I like being independent. I like not asking for help, even though I probably should a little bit more. Um, I'd probably get further in life like that way, but Yeah. <laughs> interesting yeah it's very interesting I'm going through a phase where we okay I got called out for my bullshit last week the week before sorry when have you not got called out for your bullshit <clears throat> recent bullshit um, <laughs> like I, I'm just no. trying to figure out what you're talking about and I can list at least six no so we had um oh so, Jamo yeah we had Jamo on the podcast and he called me out for being toxic that was a great episode by the way <sighs> It was fun. I got, I got called out. But no, and that that's my thing, right? It's like I've, I've never really considered myself toxic ever. Like I was in a long-term relationship. We were doing pretty well until we realized that we weren't. And we've unpacked a lot of that since. And I've kind of – now that I've spent more time evaluating my own behaviors and things like that, especially in just sleeping with people and my relationships with my exes and stuff, I see a lot of m- – my mum's toxic behaviours and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, no, that's what that is. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Red flag, here I am. Like, come charging at me. Um, but I am needing to work on that. It's been like a massive slap to the face, which is why I'm not ready for a relationship right now because I need to fix my mum's mm-hmm. bullshit mm-hmm. before I can go and be in a relationship. You've also got a lot going on, like a yeah. lot going on. And it's the more you have going on in your personal life, the harder it is to bring someone else into that. Well, and it is. I'm, yeah. I'm finding I'm surrounding myself with people. I don't know. They, I, I attract them unintentionally. But people that have equally enough shit going on, but they're not the same level of independence. So they kind of drag me into their shit. Yes. And yes. their shit, in fairness, doesn't really equate to the level of my shit right now. Yeah. Not that everyone's shit is different. And I get that. And everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses. But I'm like, 
I got too much of my own shit to be dealing with your shit. Mm -hmm. So if you could just... Especially if they don't take your advice and put the effort in to help themselves as much. Like you can help them as much as you want, but if they don't want to be helped, they can't. Exactly. They're not going to be helped. And I'm like, I have to straighten my entire life out because I just got slapped like backhanded by the universe about my own existential crisis. Um, I don't have time. That's it, yeah. For it's, other people. It's yeah. two sides of it. It's you don't have time to deal with their shit and all that kind of stuff. But then you also don't need to have to explain your shit to another person and make sure they're okay with it and baby their emotions through Sometimes it. Sometimes it's more exhausting to have to speak about your shit all the time. Well, and that's the thing and that's what mm. I found. Like it took me so long to talk about the brain tumour coming back because – I was like, I feel like when I talk to people about it and I feel like when I tell them, I end up babysitting their emotions about it all. Yes. Because I have to And having like, to explain yourself for yeah. why you feel the way that you do yep. or whatever yep. it is. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm a little emotionally unhinged right now, but I'm going to let you, I'm going to need you to let me be me. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not going to baby but through like, this experience. Prime example of that, when we kind of dropped it on Jammo, the brain tumour thing, and both of us kind of just like threw it away a little. Mm. And he was like, what? Like, what? And we were just like, yeah, you can join in and laugh about it with us. Like that kind of thing. Like you have to baby other people's emotions because Mm. you've gotten to a point where you can like openly talk about it and you feel a certain way about it. And whether it's just you pushing it to the side or not is another thing. But like people generally have a worse reaction to it than you do. Yeah. And that's just like you can't start not talking. Like you can't not talk about it on account of protecting their emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is just, yeah. yeah Which lot. is why I think it's so important for me to be single right now because I think I need to go through this alone as well. Mm-hmm. I think this will be a really great, like, grow phase for me whilst growing mm-hmm. certain things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. Yeah. We laugh about brain cancer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She cracks jokes grow. about brain cancer. I get to oh grow physically gosh. and metaphorically. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but no, and it's like I need to do that alone. I need to be independent because I can't be babysitting other people while I sort through my own shit. This one over here, me pointing at Emily, has watched most of my breakdowns for the last three and a half months. It's pretty fucking wild, right? Mm. Mm. And the rest. That's why I'm allowed to also laugh about the brain cancer yeah. because I've watched you do it all and I know that's the easiest way to handle you Yeah, is just join in on the mildly sadistic jokes. Um, but, yeah, you, you in particular have – you have to process a lot mentally every day and it's hard to kind of expect you to, if you didn't already have a foundation with someone, it's hard to expect Mm. you to be able to kind of build that foundation with someone while you're processing all your shit. I literally had this conversation with someone. I caught up with someone yesterday who I've been talking to. Um, We just had a quick coffee and I just kind of had to drop the whole, so like, are you cool with all this? Like, I'm not going to die, but I just want to know, like, are you cool with the fact that I could? Like, like, like coming along for the ride? Yeah. Like, is this going to be cool anywhere? with you? Mm. He's like, look, it's kind of terrifying, but it's also like your journey and at least I know what I'm getting myself into. I'm like, see, but that right there's a red flag to me because I don't want you a part of this. <laughs> I just want you on the sidelines. <laughs> That's one particular one that I think might be the exception to the rule, though, in the sense that he might be able to handle it. Mm. Maybe. Keep an open mind about that. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's just because you root for him. I don't root him, just to clarify. Um, that could have been <laughs> misconstrued. You said that and turned your head away from the mic at the same time. Um, <laughs> no, I just think he's got a lot of traits that I see in my boyfriend. So, And I know how lucky I am to have Matt Mm. and it's yeah it's not like I think everyone needs to have a Matt but like a lot of his traits would be really good for you Mm. so don't steal my man but maybe pursue the one that's kind of similar if you're going to pursue anything whether it be I'm still in I'm still in the process of pushing everyone out of my life right now can I say ask your question yes what are you most excited for living on your own like, what do you what do you envision? You know, when you oh. kind of have dreams and you see yourself, I don't know, going to a bar by yourself or whatever it is, what are you most excited about? 
my whole idea was like, I just want to take, I just want to take a step back from adulting for a while, inadvertently by taking on a fuck ton more responsibility mm-hmm. and financial stress. But to be on my own means I'm only responsible for myself mm-hmm. and my decisions and things like that. But I'm, it's what we spoke about this in the podcast a couple of weeks ago. It's like it's I'm at the point now where I've kind of gone, I know why this had to happen and I've accepted it. And I know it had to happen because I am I was not where I needed to be in life. I wasn't doing what I was passionate about. I was in a job that I didn't like. I was, you know, living not like the the place I'm living is amazing, but it's not by the water and I love I moved up here to be by the water. Yeah. And it was like a backhand from the universe and like a realignment for what I it was like, hello, you need to be doing what you love and what you're passionate about. You've kind of Absolutely. taken a sidestep into something else. Exactly. So I'm very excited to live on my own and to just write. Right. Finish my book. Cool. Yep, I want to finish my book. I want to officially, properly fucking launch Project Death, which I can't do at the moment because being in the environment, I mean, at the moment, it's really hard to talk about all these ideas and these big dreams and aspirations when you're – it's just the people around you like to stunt it because it's, yeah, like it's the hospitality. Of- it's the hospitality thing where it's hospital is where dreams go to die. And yeah. people, why is that? Can you explain that to me and your experiences? It's just in like, that it's you. I don't have an you experience. You talk to everyone in hospitality, and I find it with a direct comparison to where I work now, where like everyone in hospital has had a dream, but a lot of like the vast majority of them have given up on that dream and have ended up in hospital. And that seems to be what hospitality, like there's maybe 5% genuine hospital people, 5% are planning on opening their own bar slash cafe slash whatever in the future, 10% students like who Mm have still got their dreams and And everyone else just got stuck there. And everyone else just got stuck there. Well, that's, yeah, right. what, that's why I think I needed to be realigned because I ended up just kind of stuck there. And not that mm-hmm. it was bad. Like I was still making career progression and I've, I'm yeah, but doing... in the wrong career. Exactly, right? Like I'm in a role that I wasn't qualified for or anything, but it, and it, it was an advancement compared to where I was, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. It's like, I feel like I also got stuck in it just because it was easy. But that's what I mean. Like if someone offered me a job as a plumber right now, yeah, I'd be making bank and yeah, it's a career progression because I don't do that thing currently. But I don't want to be a plumber. But if you were stuck in your career or life and you had that opportunity, I think being stuck is the scariest thing. Yeah. Not moving forward, even if it's the wrong decision to just at least take a step forward is, is great. I think that's... Well, I was talking to my ex last night and I was kind of because I've kind of had this little epiphany lately and it's actually a really deep ingrained fear driven by existential crisis mm-hmm. of my own mortality that um, was a lot of sentence <laughs> but I got it I'm there that was a let's whole go damn thing. Right, let's go <laughs> my brain um but no and I was thinking because I'm moving down here to leave a secure job and to put myself under financial stress and to do all of these things that I kind of want to do that set my soul on fire. Mm-hmm. And the fear is starting to set in that I'm like, I'm so scared of not becoming anything, you know, like, yeah, but you, only you can stop you becoming something. Why? Exactly. What, what does becoming anything mean to you? Well, I want to be an author. I want to launch project death. I want to be someone. I want to travel the world with my career. I want to be on a Ted talk one day. Like there are so many mm-hmm big dreams that all entwine with each other. So I kind of have to get the ball rolling on it. And my, again, it was kind of ingrained because I found myself scrolling seek for just writing jobs, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what I wanted to do as a side hustle or side gig part-time just to bring some money in. And then it, it dawned on me and I'm like, no, because if I do that and I put 30 hours a week into that, that becomes a chore. That mm-hmm. becomes a chore and then all of a sudden I progress down that path. Sure, it's writing and it's what I want to do but it's still not my dreams. Mm-hmm. And I did the whole what if I never become anything and to me that's really scary. Yeah. Define be mm. someone. To me? Yeah. Well, I want to be in movies. I still want to follow acting. So I want to be known. I want to be, be influential. I want to be influential. I want to be in households. I want to use all of my trauma and change people's lives. Like my five-year goal is to have changed half a million lives 
in a way or have half a million people. That's a lot of people. They wouldn't fit in this room. Mm-hmm. Half a million room, people either know me or that I have influenced in a way or, you know, a 100,000 of those can be people that have bought my book mm-hmm. and I would count that as half a million lives. You know what I mean? So currently how many well, – let's go we've got 650 followers on in, on Instagram – Yes, I know we're working. But I'm not preaching the things I. No, but yeah, that's so. If we go 650 people have listened to the podcast, Mm. there you are. You're 650 down. Will you be happy though once you reach this number? No, I want to keep growing. You'll you'll want more. Keep getting yeah. I'll always want more. So I've got this tattoo on my arm that says "Be More." Mm -hmm. My mum doesn't like it because she says I put too much pressure on myself, and people see it and they're like, "Wow, that's." Full on. And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> That's like my Some painting say, that yeah. you just brought up before that I don't think Chelsea's even seen yet. Shit happens. My shit happens. Yeah, I know. I have seen, seen it. it. It's cool. Everyone tells me all the time. They're like, it's so negative. Like, why have you got that? And I'm like, it's in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Kesara, Sarah. No, it's it's, fine. it's right. in, in the bathroom. The bathroom where oh, shit happens. Oh, right. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Kesara, Sarah, a little bit the same. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like... like Whatever will be, will, will be. be. Yeah. To, to answer your question, I would like to hit the ground running and pursue my dreams. Cool. And I say this to my mum and I'm like, in fairness, brain tumor is the best thing that's ever going to happen to me because I'm extremely marketable right now. Yeah. Mm. At least she's aware. Just exactly. milk just it's milk right that. right up there with going on The Bachelor. Like it's right up there. That's it. It's <laughs> like I'm extremely marketable and if I'm going to do it, I need to do it now. Because there's one thing to have gone through past trauma and to preach past trauma, but there's another thing to be like, hey, yeah, we're going through it. I'm right going now. through it. I think applications for Married at First Sight <laughs> have opened. <laughs> would highly recommend. She doesn't want to be with. So actually, no, she's perfect for Married at First Sight. You she would, would like be, to be an perfect. Absolute arsehole. But it's funny that you say that, like, it's like you're going through it right now. I had a similar conversation with Matt yesterday because he started working with um, kids, like, who are on the autistic spectrum and like other things like mentoring them and I kind of said to him like I had an experience with a customer at work the other day where like the lady I was talking to had two kids who were both autistic and like learning difficulties and stuff Mm -hmm. and the husband the whole time didn't make eye contact with me didn't look at me nothing like that and I was like 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 obvious autistic tendencies Mm -hmm. to someone who kind of can pick up on those tells Mm -hmm. my little brother's little bit um and your little brother as Mm -hmm. well so it's like I picked up on it and I was like I was kind of like this lady has it up against her but it also like twigged to me I was like we we always think about the kids but we never think about where they get to when they're an adult Mm -hmm. and then I kind of went on this tangent where I was like we are so bloody lucky to be have give to have been given able body able mind all that kind of stuff the biggest disservice we could do to those people who need help is not use it. If we blow our life away and, yeah. you know, if we're yeah. one of those people who gets on the drink every weekend, stays in hospitality for 10 years, even though they had a dream, like gives up on their dreams, doesn't do what they wanted to do, then we are doing those kids and the, subsequently the adults that they become the biggest disservice because I – can imagine they would want nothing more than to be able to follow through with the dreams like we can we are we just have equal opportunity for them yeah we have been handed that by whatever powers that be so we owe it to people who haven't to follow i think about that all the time like with exercise you know i've got two legs i should probably use them Mm. as well as i can you know yeah not that anyone with a disability is living a lesser life but yeah it does cross my mind a lot to use what we've been given and like yeah it's pretty special that yeah and that's yeah given this opportunity but it comes into the same like it's like you've you thankfully have the drive to make the most of your situation yeah so it's almost like if you didn't you'd be doing a disservice to those who are also in your situation but don't have the drive platform, et cetera, yeah. to be able to do the things. Well, that's why I always lived a life so full and incredible since the brain hemorrhage the first time back when I was 16 because I should have died. 
Mm. Like all the nurses at the time reading my charts were like, how the fuck are you still alive? Mm. Your brain hemorrhage was colossal. You should not be breathing. Yeah. And an event previous to that had left me with PTSD. So I'd spent three years not going to school, being depressed, being anxious, all the rest of it. Yep. And then I'd always said my brain cancer had like cured my PTSD, which is why I kind of hit the ground running after that. I was like, fuck, I'm alive. This is amazing. Yeah. It, it was like a second chance, you know, because – Oh, it's just another one of those realignments you talk about, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. It's like every time I take a step off the path, the universe backhands me. It's like, bitch, what are you meant to be doing right now? In a very convincing <laughs> manner as well. In a very like, convincing. It's a very convincing backhand. And you can't like, force it. You, you just got to go where the universe tells exactly. you to go. When it's you like, force it, that's when bad shit happens. Mm-hmm. And the universe yeah. could have sent bees flying into my head, but it didn't. Instead, no, the bees was a good thing. The that's a good thing. A good thing. That, I feel like... With animals and little, okay, this is my take on it. Yep. Little signs like that that you pick up on, white feathers, that's another thing, animals, whatever, that's your first chance. Second chance might be a bee stinging you. Mm. Third chance is running headfirst into a fucking hive and ha- being sent to hospital. You know, you've got to pick up on those signals. Quick, See, smart. And I, did we talk about it in the last episode, how my head's really far up my ass? Yes. You said that you put your head up your ass. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> Sorry, my head's really far up my ass yep. for a long time and the universe is like, honey, let's try this again. Yeah. Like, yep. Come back to us. You're not that special. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't get you last time. But let's just come back down to earth. Yeah. <laughs> that's great though. I'm really excited for you to find this place and have this time for yourself. I'm that's so, so exciting. Frick. That's the best thing you could do right now when we can't really travel. Mm-hmm. Traveling would be cool as well. That's why it's so hard for me to find a place because everyone's moving to the Gold Coast. Everyone's moving oh. to the freaking Gold Coast. And that's why we are so bloody lucky. So lucky. I'm like, okay, this place is amazing. I get that. But can y'all just go back to your cities that you came from? Except <laughs> I can't really because I, I got one of them, didn't I? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we can't mm. pick and choose. That's bias. Can't pick and choose, bias, but go mean, back like, to Melbourne. No. <laughs> no, 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 hint, hint. no, no, you know, Matt can stay. Other people go back to Melbourne too. If he goes back to Melbourne, just so you know, everyone go back to Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great city. I like Melbourne. It's good. Yes. I go back there. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. It's better than the Gold Coast. Does that mean I can trade you for Matt? I'll keep Matt. You can go back to Melbourne in his place. Whoa. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're kicking me out already? Am I that bad of a roommate? It's been four days, Emily. How does that, and how does that make you feel? Let, let's just break that down, Jessica. You've been seeing too many therapists, if that's your first question. I have been, yes. Yes, that's wonderful. We love therapy. Normalised therapy. It's good oh. shit. Oh, it's normalised. I don't yeah. know if you've heard the episode where I talk about my first therapy session. No. Sorry. Love. It's one you need to go and I okay, can send I you will. the audio file of Wedge okay. just when she talks about um, her first therapy session. Yeah. And it all begun because this bitch went, so how's therapy going? Yeah. You want to go on this wild ride? Oh, man. My first therapy session was a mess. Right. I think I maybe said two words and just burst out crying. Really? <laughs> oh, I've yeah. Never, I've never been. Oh, Emily. Partially because I'm like, I feel like I'm going to need it at one point. You should start while you're not at that point yeah you reckon? absolutely yeah. I think everyone should start while they're f- fine we get 20 sessions a year on a government healthcare plan. yeah maybe you do oh no is it 20 now because of COVID I was gonna say yeah. maybe oh, you what do, so it's, it's 20 because of COVID right. so you get 20 subsidized I knew about you the need 10 to be um referred to those and last time I tried to get a referral to a psychologist I pretty much got told to take medication so you got to get past that little yeah. hurdle and then yeah. yeah it'll be good yeah I was adamant of not taking meds I was Same. like because at, f- at first I wanted to see a um psychiatrist, psychiatrist, psychiatrist yeah. but I was like I want to see a psychiatrist but I don't want to be prescribed anything then and you he's need like, to see a psychologist and he's yeah. like so why do you want to see a psychiatrist I'm like because I want them I don't want them to sit there and ask me how I'm feeling I want them to sit there and tell me why my brain is doing this to me mm. and that's the kind of thing I need a psychiatrist to tell me be like, here's the psychology and psychiatry behind why you're fucking insane. You know? You're seeing a psychologist though, aren't you? Yeah. So we came full circle back to psychology? Yeah, because he highly recommended. He's like, they'll just push you into pills. And if you don't want to do that, then don't do that. So here we are. 
Well, no, they didn't even want me to take medication for that. Like, because I tried with all my, like, hormone imbalances, my brain is an interesting place to be sometimes. It's, well, my hormones seem to be balanced at the moment, which is nice. But mm-hmm. um, I went a little bit manic depressant for a period there. Mm-hmm. Um, combination of night shifts and hormones and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, and they just, instead of letting me go to, like, referring me to a psychologist, they just took me off my medication to control my hormones. So, like, I was on medication to give me the hormone I was missing, which was causing other issues. So, it's like we spoke, we've spoken about this before, like, mm. how you just band-aid medications with another medication. Yeah. So, it's like, I was put on progesterone because I had none and it was causing problems that I didn't have mm-hmm. any. And then that sent me a little bit crazy. So then I was taken off that. And I like I wanted a therapy session. But you should go get a therapy session. Push comes to shove now, like going off the progesterone made me then go on the implanon and off the implanon and now we're balanced. So I mean, at the end of the day, I got there eventually. You got there eventually. (laughs) Maybe I should just I went the detour route. Yeah, you went to Switzerland and back. I did. Um, I'm thinking maybe I should just take the IUD out and maybe all of my problems would go away. If I had a period again, I might be less crazy. Mm. I'm on nothing. Absolutely nothing. You're like, not effective method. (laughs) Well, no, no, I don't think I could ever go on anything Mm. until maybe after I've had a kid and then just give me a hysterectomy. Um, (laughs) Just a kid. Just take it out. Just take it out. One foul swoop, get it done. I'm on nothing. I was on the pill uh, for about a year when I was 18 um, for like acne and cramps and stuff and I hated it. Lost my libido. Everything just dried up downstairs and sex was painful. So came off it a day later. It was good to go again. (laughs) See, that's why I kind of want to take the IUD out because I've been that. What, so you can have sex with normal people rather than people that tie you up and lock you in cupboards and knives and stuff? I'm pretty sure that part of me is never going to go away. <laughs> but I'd be wet at the same time, which would be nice. Bro, I, I was so, so dry. It hurt yeah, so bad. I don't go through so – I don't, don't self-lubricate. It's not – Yeah, thing. that'd be that'd probably be it. So it's really hard to get horny mm-hmm. because you don't know if you're horny. But and if you are – yeah. Because I have never used lube in my life. I don't Except like it. Like with a dude, I've never used lube in my life with other things. Wait, what? What do you mean? You've never used it with a guy? No. I never needed to. Right, okay. See, and this is why I'm thinking about taking it out. But I'm pretty terrified but about I have it. getting pregnant. I have it in. Well, I'm obviously it's not affecting you that's what badly. I mean. It's individual. It's mm. very individual. It's what what kind do you have? What are you on? Kylina. Kylina and the your... The baby marina. <laughs> I don't know. So it's like the hormonal one, not the iron... No, yeah. yeah. You, yeah I think you have the copper one, don't you? Copper. Yeah, copper well, one. Yeah, sorry, five, iron. Whatever the five-year one is. <laughs> I think that's the copper one. Yeah. Yeah, so not mm. the hormonal one. You're the other one. You're the, you've are the got the bad one. The one that they don't let you get now. Speaking of, so I... I'm putting the thumbs up because... Yay. Yay. <laughs> yay. I saw a video on TikTok where I use a menstrual cup, mm. um, by the way, and she pulled out her <laughs> IUD with her menstrual cup. So that's why I'm also nervous. I think they did yeah. tell me when I got mine put in that there's a chance that Matt might be able to feel the strings. Yeah, he can't right. though. Okay. Well, that's what I was told as well. Except I've also learned since then. It's probably why I can't really orgasm. Is I have a really deep cervix. Yeah. Like when I go get a Pap smear, they need to bring in the extra long one. <laughs> <laughs> it like up to the elbow <laughs> and cough. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, and, and she couldn't even – I was like, can you just check that the IED is still up there because I can't feel the strings? And she's like, no, it's 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 right up there. <laughs> like, right, right up there. I'm like, there. okay, yeah, cool. That's so strange. Like, mm. you wait, you felt the strings? No, I can't feel – that's what I mean. It's because it's – You've tried? Yeah, I was like, ooh, what do we, we got going on up there? Um, Because I was worried <laughs> that it wasn't there. I can't even think about the fact that there's something inside me. Like, I can't even think about it. But don't you use tampons or? Yeah, it freaks me out though. Oh. I also don't want my period again. The tampon's also just there. It's not like. Uh, Up. Up. Yeah. It's just like I I have control over it. (laughs) Yeah. At all times. But you might just have to get a period. In saying that, I'm due a period in like 
a week. It's kind of comforting to just go through that up and down through the month. Like I know when I'm going to get my period down to the day and I know why I feel shit the day before. Like it's kind of, I can read my body so well now. Yeah. And that took a little bit of time, took a lot of practice, but yeah, I've got a time down to like the hour. See, I haven't had a period now in like two and a half years. Supposed to be six months is the longest you can go. Mm. That's wild. Yeah, which is why I'm like, maybe I should take it out. But I also, but even before then, I was on the pill and stuff. So I was like, kind of getting a period, maybe not. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a consistent cycle. This right. is the first time mm. I've ever had, like, and granted, it's only been a month between, but like last, like the month, the month after I got the Kylina in, I PMS to no end. Like, I've never experienced anything like that. Then I got my period the next day and I was like, oh my God, that's what it was. That was PMS. Yeah, right. But it was exactly a month. Yeah. So I'll talk to you on the 4th and see what happens. Mine's (laughs) exactly 28 days. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But it's good though. Like, well, the pregnancy thing is a little bit of a challenge, but I think I've got a pregnancy thing. um, No, I'm not pregnant, by the way. the, the trying not to get pregnant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. that would just freak me out. Yeah. 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 It does. <laughs> but you're also trying yes. not to get STDs when you're both sleeping around anyway. And so. Yeah. And like single. It, so the pregnancy thing becomes a m- more of an issue if you're with a long-term partner. Oh, this is a good topic to go into. What do we think about the new law coming out? We were talking about it. It's called... You told me. I can't it's remember. It's about to make me angry. Yes. Yes. It is called... I don't know what it's called, but the law is... Fuck, let me look it up. Look it up. It's It's making it illegal to remove a condom during sex. Without the other person knowing, which is essentially rape. Which I thought was just standard procedure. Well, yeah. Stealthing. Stealthing. It's called stealthing. I think that should be illegal. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's only just becoming illegal now. So prior to now, a man could remove a condom during sex. You could get pregnant. You could get an STD, STD, anything like that, and it was not illegal. Well, because you have consented to sex, therefore you have consented to but, the whole sex. Which is just so crazy. <gasps> oh, where was it? It was in America. Of course, it was fucking America. Um, nothing against Americans, but of course, it was America. Um, Everything against Americans. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. I can't remember which state it was, but someone has <laughs> just a stab. something like that just a stab <laughs> something like that but they made it um so if the girl is drunk it's not considered rape is he also drunk or just I don't know. just if one party know. is I drunk looked into it so i can't preach it that hard but it it's what i read on it it's disgusting it's literally the concept of if she's drunk it's pretty much consent i think i saw um right? a rebuttal to this on TikTok of all places where it was like a guy talking about like a guy that teaches to um, like an older gentleman that teaches to university students like basically what is considered rape and he was I think he was talking about it and pretty much like if if in doubt then it's a no oh I think I saw this video yeah Yeah, absolutely because you can't prove it in court cannot if you cannot 100% guarantee that she has said yes consider it a no like, mm-hmm. and even it gets weird with, like, levels of intoxication. Like, if they're both as drunk as each other and they're both saying yes, like, they may not have made those decisions mm-hmm. when they were sober, both yeah. parties. So that gets a little bit weird and I don't want to formulate an opinion either way on that because I don't know where I sit on it. But it's kind of like, yeah, if you if you can't – if you don't think 100% that that would have been a yes in any circumstance and or – you can't guarantee a yes, mm-hmm. then don't do and it. And why wasn't this taught in school? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They tried for a minute. And we got a pretty decent sex We day. got it pretty decent, but it was still terrible. Yeah. It was still so, so bad. Because I've been, I don't know, what do you call it, stealthed? Yeah. St- yeah. That's, I've, been, I've been stealthed. I've been stealthed. No, it, and it's not a joke, but... It has happened to me and by far the worst sexual experience well, I've yeah, ever had. You're not because you would freak out. Yeah, and I would claim it as a bit of rape and 
Oh God, it's so it's so touchy talking about this, but I think we should normalize talking about rape and stuff and sexual assault because why not? It happens uh, to I, everyone. What did I read the Every other day? Girl. It's like I love it how it's my body, my choice when it comes to the vaccine, but not abortion. Yeah, fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Just that arched me up. Mm-hmm. But like when we had this conversation the other day, is why I said to you like, there's been a lot of times where you'll be like foreplay. And then all of a sudden it's in and you're like, it's like the, I it's, didn't even get a chance. It's two separate entities. It's two. Yeah, like, hello, we need to take a pause. Absolutely. And you need to figure out where I sit on these things before you just drop our pants. You 100%. know what I miss? I miss the days back when you were like 15 and 16 you'd be like fooling around with people before mm-hmm. you were sexually active mm-hmm. but you were kind of sexually active. Yeah. And all you did was touch each other and you wouldn't even have to think about them sticking inside yeah. of you because you both just had this unspoken thing of – we're not sleeping. And we're not together. doing we're not it ready. yet. Yeah, we're too a young. Or maybe yeah. it's a little bit of touchy feely. But there was kind of comfort in knowing. Well, for me anyway, I didn't lose my virginity till I was eighteen. Yeah. So up until that point, there was comfort knowing that we could just make out for like four hours, and I wasn't under and no also pressure to like, do anything. I Absolutely. feel like in that period as well, like kind of like that. Some people start young, but like that fourteen to twenty realm you're kind of given a free pass on nose or i'm not ready for this or whatever mm-hmm. once you get a little bit older like the reaction comes back at you a little bit harder if you say no like, to something what do you mean? absolutely you yeah. yeah yeah it's a little bit harder that to to do that mm-hmm. um but i mean like you you make decisions with long-term partners for sure like i'm not gonna sit here and preach that i'm 100 percent you know doing probably the right thing by everything because but you, but you don't have to be you've got a loyal partner you've had the discussion had the conversation you've got yeah trust built between you two yeah you don't you don't need to be 100 percent. but that's safe. it like mm. we've had the conversation that you know if i did fall pregnant that well we know the std things out because mm-hmm. We know we both don't Absolutely, have one and yeah. we're not sleeping with other people. So that doesn't factor in with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I was to fall pregnant, we know we have discussed what we would do. Yeah. And it's like you don't have time to get that length of conversation in mm-hmm. between having a condom on and not having it on. And in my situation, I had only known him for, what, <laughs> 15 minutes? Mm. Which is – if that. Also, like a lot of that is happening where you're like one hundred percent one night stands and stuff like that, and women are becoming more and more empowered to be able to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So, the last thing we need is to go the other way. If we like, it's good that they've made yeah. it illegal because mm. it gives Absolutely. us a little bit more as women who don't necessarily have all of like we don't have all the control yeah. in the bedroom. And my my least favorite thing that they say because you know how they try and convince you. Yeah. They oh just for a second I I promise so I won't. Oh no I don't have anything. I don't that, I don't that's care if you've not got I'm, anything. I that's not what I'm worried want. about. But when I I have I use that well I don't want to get pregnant and they go you won't get pregnant. It's like how are you telling me what my body will and won't do? My yeah. you have line. no idea. My fa- and I used this a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I was on the pill, I'd say I wasn't. Like, well, if I get pregnant, I'm not getting rid of it. <laughs> no, but that. I would – if I had someone tell say that to me, like you just said, you won't get pregnant, I would just turn around and be like, what, are you, are you shooting blanks? Because <laughs> then their ego is going to come mm-hmm. and be like, no, no, I have a perfectly open yeah. body. And you're like, okay, go on then, wrap it, because I do not wrap want that shot inside yeah. me. Yeah. Like, don't, or they'll be like, I'll pull out, and, they're like, and you're like <laughs> – how can I trust you? Yeah. You're a stranger. I, I don't trust you. At you've got no. Yeah. Up until this point, you've proven to me I cannot trust you. In fairness, if I was playing with myself and I was mid-orgasm, I wouldn't pull the vibrator out. Yeah. You know? Exactly. That's not yeah. what I'm thinking about yeah. when I'm in the middle of finishing everything I've got Isn't going on. Isn't it you know? so terrible that we have to have this conversation? Yes. Like, like what lines do we use just so they can – Sort their shit out. No, but the, yeah. the terrible part is I went straight to how do I destroy their ego? Like, that's how bad it is. It's like, that's how low you have to blow. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, we use it's like a threat yeah. to use pregnancy against them because that's the only thing that they'll care about. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a you problem too, by the way. Absolutely. If you fuck up. Yeah. yeah. 
And then you're like, yes, I've had this recording our voices for the last 10 minutes. Um, so it knows that you, you know, you said that. So I guess you're having a child now. Have fun. Mm. And don't get me wrong. I am totally pro-choice and I'm not ready to have children. So I would probably have to make that decision. But no, yes, that, that was a line. Yeah. It was a, really, if you fuck this up, you fuck this up bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we didn't talk about body dysmorphia at all. Again, that went so fast. Are we doing this again next week? Wow. Um, I mean, Chelsea lives here now. We could indeed. Sorry, listeners. That was a really interesting topic, though. The way you flew through a couple of good things. Yeah. I love that. Do we want to? Although, sorry, I did have a body dysmorphia line that I wanted to bring up. Like a little, (laughs) like a piece of advice. Mm -hmm. It's been going around TikTok a lot and I love it. And it's. My body is the most least interesting thing about me. Ooh. And I like that. Mm. I like that. And it makes so much sense. And I think as soon as you have that mindset, it's it changes your life. Not that it's changed mine yet, but it will. And partner that with <laughs> what did I, what did I tell my I'm not there yet. Um, what did I tell my little sister? It was something... To bring in body dysmorphia just as like a... Just a little tidbit on the end. <laughs> what did I say... I really like that though. It's the least yeah. interesting thing about me. It is. Mm. Um, and my little sister's one that I gave her was, "Dear body, thank you for supporting me and getting me through each day." So combo that with it's yeah. the least interesting thing about me, and it's just here to get me through the day. That's it. Mine really sucks at it. <clears throat> Yours is really good at growing things though. I know. Right? Mine's really good at hurting all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yep. My. It's- then we just gotta. Give it what it needs, I guess, a little bit and stop thinking about the other shit. I mean, we're all getting oh, – yeah. I'm just going to put this out there as well. We're all getting, like, near the 25. 25 is the age that your body stops. Please don't remind me. Uh-huh. It's the age that your body officially stops growing and you break down from 25 onwards because your body creates no – What do you mean? I'm already breaking down. Yeah, so from 25 is that – that is when you officially start dying. Is that the age? Wow, Wait. that's a little bit morbid, yeah. even for you. But um, but can we start uh, blaming like back pain and stuff on old age at twenty five? Is that yeah? Is that what okay. we get to do? Man, because I'm, I'm ready to blame so all at, of my problems on old age. Three and six months, she's gonna start now. Yes, I'm my just getting knees. old. Yeah, <laughs> are so sore. Like my knees are at the point where I can tell the weather. You know, like I know when it's gonna rain now. <laughs> I feel it in my knees. <laughs> we're getting old. If that's the worst thing we have to worry about, we're doing okay. Yeah. Here's one for you. Now, I'm I'm pretty sure because the brain thing's not enough to cause any problems as of yet. But, like, my eyesight keeps doing this thing where I, sometimes I'm blurry, sometimes I'm not. Like, long distance. Do you wear glasses? Well, I'm meant to and I've got prescription glasses for – because I'm – nearsighted so for yeah i'm nearsighted so further away is blurry yeah have you tried wearing the glasses to see if that would resolve the problem well it really it really does resolve the problem i just don't <laughs> really <wear the> glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to find another solution so, so no, are you trying to skip the obvious solution no, okay hear me out hear me out so your eyes change shape up until you're 26 so they literally continuously change shape like they grow. I feel like yeah, I'm right. Finding right. an excuse. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So the last time I got my eyes tested, I was negative point five the other way, and now I'm positive point five on the opposite end of the scale. Yeah. And the dude at the time was like, "That's really weird," because I was far sighted, and now I'm near sighted. Is this the brain thing? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Which is why I'm like, I still have a year and a half for my eyes to fix themselves. So why would I wear glasses and have them stop trying to fix themselves? If I yeah. don't wear my glasses, then they're kind of forced to try and be better. I actually agree that that might that actually, work. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it. I've heard a bit of sense. I've now. heard it happen for people. They take off their glasses and it's shit for a couple of days, but then their eyesight gets better. That's what I mean. So I'm like, if I've got a year and a half of eye growth still to go, and I've already proven that I've bounced back and forth on the scale and that I can do it, mm-hmm. I should not wear my glasses and just on the road watch out. Like, other people need to watch out. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I won't see it coming. <laughs> oh, my God. How did this even come up? <laughs> oh. 
growing things. She's, she's just growing things. For a yeah, I <laughs> really just wanted to tell people she's about it. For a segue. <laughs> she's like, I need it. I need it to come. I need to talk about my eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is there anything else we want to add? No, I can't be in the same room as you. Anymore, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks it's for coming been great. And talking about body dysmorphia, like we like for a minute. We bled. Oh, it's week? great. Next week. Next week. The week after, because you're going to well. Next week on the podcast. Next the week, week after the in real time. So tune in for your second cliffhanger of the fucking fortnight. <laughs> Um, Hell yeah. Next week on the podcast, we'll be talking about body dysmorphia. At this point, Chelsea. it's just a three-person podcast. <laughs> I don't think it's even like... I'm not leaving. Yeah, Sorry, guys. I don't mind it, actually. Chelsea's the new <laughs> co-host. This goes all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, housemate number three is out there wanting on as well, so we might have to get a fourth mic. We can- <gasps> Could you imagine the shit we'd talk about? Oh, what a time. Four girls, one mic. Like, you know what I mean? Now, no need to live out your sexual fantasies on the podcast, Steph. What would we even do with one mic? There is two. Yeah, but no, there's. I'm going to stop myself. Should, right say, should we just. Holes. Should we call it there? <laughs> too many mouths, but. <laughs> but then I decided to stop myself. So thank you for getting me to say that out loud. Um, we're going to go now. Anything else to add, Charles? <laughs> no, I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. See you next week. Bye. My whole face was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. Hey, but it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy, and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, I've got the breakfast and talk more than there's no... But sometimes I put, like, an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh it was. Oh, my God. You're... <laughs> okay.